Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card collector, and investor in professional wrestling fan what is up how are you doing are you still licking your wounds from that wacky wild week of the national that we just are coming off of on the other side of this one man i have so much to talk about so much to say and i just want to start here what an amazing event what an amazing experience for the hobby what a awesome opportunity to connect with people from all over the world who are passionate about sports cards. Just an amazing time. I can tell you, I have so many thoughts running through my head regarding the event, how I wanted to present my experience, how I wanted to be maybe a little bit different than the rest of the content creators out there who have been covering the event. And I just want to say shout out to everyone who is grinding at the event, who is putting out content. Um, That is awesome. People who weren't able to be there, that was super important. For me, my mindset going into the event is I kind of wanted to take the Stacking Slabs host hat off, and I just wanted to get in the mix, and I wanted to put my collector hat on and dive in, meet dealers, meet people. And so that was kind of my mindset going into it. Um, Although I did push out an episode while we were at the event, I was trying not to create content. I was just trying to let it all sink in. Just an unbelievable experience. We're going to cover a lot of ground, and the most of it is going to be directed at the show. And I'm just fired up for this one. A little atypical uh, recording day for me. I'm actually in my office outside of my house. A lot going on on the home front. I needed to catch up with work after being out a couple days. And I was sitting here grinding, getting my work, making sure I was set up for success for next week. And I said, you know what? I'm going to just stick around here and I'm going to record this episode because I have a lot of thoughts running through my head. I started to think about what I was going to talk about while we were driving on 65 on the way home from Chicago. Indianapolis. The big thing for me, and I shared this kind of perspective with a lot of different people that I had been communicating with on Instagram, but you know, the fact of the matter was this was Instagram in real life. It was meeting the people who had been you've been DMing with, you've been commenting on their their cards, um, you've been in group chats with. It was meeting those people in real life and Uh, making that connection. And I thought that was like my biggest takeaway from the event is how incredible is it that you spend all of this time, your downtime, um, communicating with individuals who sharing your passion online. And then when you go uh, meet them in real life, they're exactly how they presented themselves online for so many years. So that was the biggest um, kind of takeaway for me was, man, this show was Instagram in real life. It was like everywhere you turned, you either saw someone you knew and you stopped just in the middle of 
the show and just had a 15, 20, 30 minute conversation with them. Maybe in some cases said, hey, are you not doing anything? I'm not doing anything. Let's just go cruise the show together. You look around and you maybe see brands, dealers, people that maybe you aren't connected with, but you just know from afar and you see them across the room. So it was just all of those things that we've experienced. We experience every day when we open up our phones and flip on Instagram, but everything was literally right there in front of you. And it was on you to go explore, have those conversations. And I thought that was just an incredible thing. And I think moments like that, when you can step out of the digital world and just kind of jump in um, and be at an event like that, it's really a reminder, I think, for me of why I love sports cards so much and how much fun I'm having in the hobby. I think the only negative that I would say about the Nashville is just how badly my body hurt coming out of that thing. Um, there's absolutely nothing you can do to prepare for those concrete floors. And I'll just say, you know, I wasn't there the entire run. I wasn't there, you know, from Wednesday to Sunday. And for those who were, man, you guys are and gals are all real troopers because I was just beat up. I had felt like I had got done with a high school uh, Friday night high school football game. I was telling my brother that, um, and it, it my legs were just burning. Um, but man, what an experience! How much fun! It was so great. So I think just for me, part of what I want to do in this episode is just present some structure. And that's what I try to do is put some structure into how I want to talk about this. So I'm going to talk about the show itself, kind of set up vendors, that whole thing. I want to talk about people, people that I met um, in that experience. I want to talk a little bit about some, maybe some outside things that took place and went on. And then close it out with, I got to talk about my deals pickups, things like that. I think for me, first would be feedback to you, the audience of Stacking Slabs. I think there's going to be a lot, a ton of content that you've already consumed from the show. I know I, on my way back, at, after I got done or before I started thinking about what I wanted to talk about on the show, you know, we were listening to episodes of Card Talk on the way home and, talk, and just gathering their perspective. Um, and just streaming that, giving us something to listen to on the way back. And I'm sure you all have been on Instagram, checked your stories, been on YouTube, listened to other podcasts. Um, there is just a ton of content that is being be created about this show. There's still going to be more content to come. I think this is all super positive. We need content to serve various segments of this hobby. That was one thing that was super apparent and evident to me is just People from all ages, demographics, dealers, vendors that serve the needs of different types of collectors, investors, flippers. And I think there were things at the show that I didn't care about at all. Like I did not care about. There are things at the show I deeply cared about. And I think we all need to be rooting for everyone doing good in the hobby, even if it's not in your lane. Um, don't get wrapped up in the negative narratives. I think there's just so many damn positives that we can celebrate on the other side of this. And I think just the fact that there are different interests around cardboard, different ways to do the hobby around cardboard really allows for expansion and growth. And that's what we're looking for. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for new entrants, new participants, people 
that are going to come in, spend their hard-earned cash, and contribute to the hobby. Because the more people that enter the hobby, the more it's going to grow, the more interest there will be on the hobby. And you know what that means? That means the price of the cards in our collections will go up. And that's what I'm talking about. And so I just wanted to share that feedback um, regarding just content in general. There's going to be some content that you're about. There's going to be some content that you're not about. I think, you know, shout out to the content creators at the show, making stuff and giving people like me something to listen to on the way home. All right, let's get into the, sh- the national. Let's get into it deep. I want to talk about the show first and talk about my experience. So had the VIP pass, got in early. Early was still super, super slammed, super, super busy. People everywhere. And you could feel the rush when the general admission came in. Like just, it was insane. One minute you were able to get around a little bit, but the next minute there was just people everywhere. And I think it, it was hot. Like I know some people said where they were at was cool. For me, it wasn't. I was hot the whole time. You got that backpack on, you got your cards in there, you got other shit that people are giving you. Um, it adds up. I think from a show perspective, like making sure that I was hydrated, making sure I had food was super important. I think those things, um, it's a long day being on your feet. And I think the biggest thing I noticed was just the different interests as I was talking to in segments that were on full display. You had your breakers pavilion, people that like to rip packs. You had your stage, people that were delivering content. Um, there wasn't really as many cameras as I expected. I was expecting kind of that Lameem James meme of Spider-Man with everyone in there um, with their boom mics and cameras. But it, it really wasn't like that. I know there was some of that stuff, but to me it seemed like there was it was just absolute madness and there was people that were uh all the time lined up at each each um dealer table having conversations and i would say for the most part it was very rare that i would just walk up to a dealer table that i was interested in most of the time i would have to wait for a conversation to end right and so that that was one thing is just like practicing patience um, letting you know the dealer and the conversation ahead of you take place, whether it was someone showing them cards, someone um, interested in a card in their showcase, and they're getting you know having a conversation about that. I think that was one of the things which was was good because um, that was time maybe I I jumped on my phone, checked uh, Instagram, checked what was going on, or maybe had a conversation with somebody else that I ran into at the show. I think one of my other big takeaways was that. If you put in the work and you had and have been thinking about the show, not just from the sh- just the show perspective, but you built momentum up to the show and you have a strong online presence, my thoughts based on what I saw is that you probably did pretty good. This is where I, like as the marketer, really uh, started to think about things that I was seeing and just uh, taking a step back from from the show and just trying to make make sense out of just like why certain hordes of people were moving and going to certain um, places. Like couple just to call out, I think like I didn't even get a chance to go up to Ryan Card Collector 2's booth because it was just so slammed the entire time. Every time I walked by, you know, Ryan was engaged in a conversation. They had a huge presence and 
are all around their setup. There were just people constantly digging. Just, it was madness. So to me, that was a testament of like, okay, well, Ryan's putting in the work online to build his audience and community through the content that he's building and delivering. And so then in turn, when people are going to the show, they're familiar with his YouTube stuff. They're familiar with Card Talk, perhaps. So they're going to go jump over and they're going to want to buy from him. And that's a big thing I think more dealers should be thinking about. And I've got more to talk about on this one, but people want to buy from people, right? People want to buy from individuals that they either follow their content or they know personally. Like that's how I was at the show. Like I wanted to give my first pass of my cash in my pocket that I worked for to people that I have a relationship two people that I respect, that I admire, rather than someone that I'm just rolling up and meeting for the first time. So that's one thing that really stood out to me. I think uh, you look at like uh, Jimmy, uh, Kentucky, uh, basketball cards, uh, uh, Santiago, the, all those, those guys, like same booth, tons of people the whole time. And that's because they have an online presence. So that would be feedback for any dealer at the show is like, think about it, not just from a at the show perspective, but like, Think about the momentum you can build through your online presence, building a community, putting in the work. If I were to debrief with some of the the dealers that I know, my thoughts are the ones that did really well were probably the ones that created content, jumped on other people's podcasts, put in the work, used the tools at their disposal to build awareness for what they were doing, where they're at, and what types of cards they were at. The other thing because I was locked up with, at an event during this, but just the, um, while, while I'm talking about Card Collector 2, I wasn't there, but I just saw the, the footage of the trade night. And wow, that is just, that gives you a, a pulse of what's going on in the hobby right now. I would say we were in a really good place. And I was staying at the Lowe's Hotel and late night, there was just madness going on in the lobbies. Like this, like from a after show, people were just so hungry to keep the momentum rolling after those long, hard days on their feet, talking to dealers, people were ready to go one-to-one, talk with others about their cards. And just that visual of all of those people talking about what they have, the cards that they're trying to get rid of, the cards that they want, it's just amazing. Some other ones to shout out, like Mealy Pops, just amazing booth presence. Like there were so many people constantly at that booth. And the other thing that I really liked about operations like Mealy Pops is that it's it's about a team and it's about a strategy and it's about a system. Like they have it. Like when you walk up to the booth, it is um, it it feels very professional. It feels like you can have a conversation. Um, It feels like um, you can negotiate and everything's fluid and in place. Any card exchange, another one. Um, just I bought a card from from Indy Card Exchange and Andy and that team, and it was a easy. Like people were looking to move stuff. I never really ran into any big issues with just like price outside my range, things that I thought were comp too high. Like usually, it just took a conversation. I think that's the narrative. The narrative is always going to be people are selling stuff above comps. To me, it's like, what does that mean? Like that's what everyone says. Like debriefing is like stuff was listed above comps. It's like, what does that mean? It's like the stuff that I was buying wasn't necessarily liquid. So like, I don't buy that stuff. 
So I don't know what that means. Like if the cards that sell, you know, 20 to 50 a day on eBay, maybe that stuff was about comps, but like, I'm not paying attention to the mainstream stuff. I'm paying attention to the stuff that maybe doesn't sell every once in a while and is the stuff that I want and the stuff that I like. And so for me, when I, when I see a card that's like a pop two that I've never seen before, um, I don't really care about like, if it hasn't sold in the last year, I don't really care about what the last comp is. Like I am 100% happy to set the bar on that because it's a card that I'm going to keep for a while, maybe forever. And so I don't mind being the uh, guy who sets the bar if it's a card I really want. It's you got to have a, you know, a belief system in place. And to me, the easiest way to do that is through having structure around what you collect, knowing what that stuff goes for and being in the game and being in the market. That's why I like to be focused in lanes right now, because I can go high and wide on sets, parallels, what the price, what what it's going for, what the pops are like. That's where I like to be. And that's why I'm having fun because I see a card in a showcase that is a pop two that hasn't sold in two, three years. To me, then it's not about looking at the card and being like, oh, that card's way above comps. To me, it's like, okay, hey, man, like that card's amazing. Like I've never seen that before. This card's super cool. Like, you know, through my research, I see that it hasn't sold in the last year and you've got it listed at, you know, a thousand bucks. Like, let's talk about it. I'd love to know how you're, getting to that a thousand bucks, then you engage, then you build rapport, then you start asking questions. And the next thing you know, it, you, you find some common ground and you find common ground around the card. You find common ground around who you are as people, who you like to collect, what you're interested in. And the next thing you know, you're getting the price for a, a little bit of a discount. So that was one thing that really stood out to me is like, everyone says stuff is listed above comps. Like that's what everyone says. That's the the mainstream narrative. It's like, to me, it was about building rapport, having conversations and not working dealers down, but just they want to move cards. They are came to the show to move cards. So let's figure out how we can both win and me buying a card from you, you giving me a discount based on your list price and us taking a photo putting it on Instagram and being happy as hell that we both won in the deal. That's what I was looking for. And the, the, the man that, you know, I spent a lot of money with is undeniable. It was undeniable. And I knew it going in, but that it was uh, Kevin, the captain, uh, his, you know, he did a video ahead of the show. This is what I got. This is what I can fit on the table. This is not everything I have. I'm going to have cards. If you want to, if you want more information on those cards or you, you want to look at them, just give me a shout. So I went up to Kevin's booth more than anyone else, made more purchases with him because he has cards that I like. I knew he was not trying to put one over on, on me, but we're just, uh, you know, meeting, having conversations about these cards. And that was, was, was so fun. It was so fun to buy from someone that I consider a friend, someone that I have learned so much in the hobby. And so I want to just shout out Kevin, the captain. 37, hell of a show presence, the hot corner, um, next to MC sports cards, uh, Costa cards. Um, there's just so many awesome vendors over in that area. And, you know, buy from Kevin right when I got in, ended up closing the, he was my book in, bought some cards from him at the beginning, bought some cards from him at the end. 
kind of my mindset when I like got there at the show is like, let me just like take a lap. Let me take a lap. Let me uh, gather information. Let me see where cards are and meet people, meet people, get some cards, maybe take some information. And I, my mindset was like, it's so much about starting relationships than it is just buying cards right there. I can't tell you how many people I saw cards in their case and there were cards that I wanted, but maybe didn't want to pay the price that they had listed. And even after a negotiation, they might not have sold it to me, but they might be cards I want to get after the show. So those are people that I want to keep in touch with because they have cards and they have the type of inventory that interests me. So that was a big thing. And a, one thing that I want to just call out to anyone who's going to shows is that like, make sure that you look at the show, not from just uh I'm going to go meet this person one time and buy a card and it's going to be done. These are opportunities to build relationships, to take information, to DM people after the show on Instagram, see if they still have the cards. Maybe if they didn't sell the card, maybe you can get some sort of discount. I think buying, selling, and trading is all about, it's a song and a dance. It's, you know, you're, you're trying to figure out how it fits within your budget, how it works, and how can the dealer make a profit. It's not always going to work out, but I think the more you put in activity and the more you try to learn about what works and what doesn't when you're having conversations with these dealers, I think the better off you will, you will be. Just I, I, There was so much football, which was super cool and exciting, just the momentum around um, football cards. It is the season. But that was something that stood out to me. High-end basketball cards, right? I saw some of the biggest bangers ever. Kobe Gold's galore. Jambalaya's. Just the sickest stuff out. Like, that was all on display in there. Um, wrestling cards, you know, there there was some. They were scattered. There was, I, I think I met uh, two. There was two booths that, that was their primary um, cards on display. Obviously, I stood and stopped and had conversations with those people and tried to make purchases. But I would say just, I would say most people that set up at that show probably had a good show just based on the magnitude of people. Um, and I think the dealers that were flexible and the dealers that came to move cards and build relationships were likely the dealers that probably had the most success at the show. I got to tell you, it was just unbelievable to see so many transactions so many happy customers, so many people running around taking photos of their cards, shaking hands. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what like got me so excited as I left the show is just like the positive vibes and nature of what was going on in that big room at the convention center. Let's talk a little bit about people. And I would say people, hands down, were the best part for me. It was an absolute onslaught when I got there. When I got there, I ran into so many people that I had never met in person and was meeting for the first time. Um, and throughout the show, I had so many people come up to me and show me love. It was just outstanding. So if you came up to me and you talked to me about listening to Stacking Slabs and how you thanking me and enjoying what I was doing, like I can't tell you how much that meant to me. It really did it like was validation for all the time spent um, just talking with people that I was meeting for the first time that were listeners of the show that enjoyed what I was doing. Um, seriously, like if you're out there and you're listening, you came up to me at the show. I, I really appreciate it. it. It meant a ton to me. 
Um, it really did. Um, but walking in, man, like right when I walked in, it was like I saw G from uh, the Luca show, uh, Lucky Show 05. Um, man, he is such a good dude. So much energy. Uh, had a couple encounters and run-ins with him. Just out, one of them was just outside the uh, Hyatt Regency Hotel. Um, and it, I was with Lefko. Um, shout out Lefko. Uh, an amazing time meeting you and hanging out. Um, just just had a blast. Um, but just like, you know, it was a late night, uh, what night? Friday night. And I was at the Hyatt, Hyatt Regency. And it was just Lefko, me, and G was walking out of the Hyatt. And he just had it his case of bangers. And he, of course, like he was coming off of a trade he just made and I'm not going to disclose what the trade was. He can do that on his show, but like we were just going through his case, looking at his cards and it was like Luca NT RPA, just like golds, autos, LeBron's MJ Steph's. It was just out of control. I'm just like thinking I'm like taking a step back. I'm like, dude, this guy's got like millions of dollars. Like, in this case, and you're just walking around outside with this just, it is just unbelievable, but like so much fun and passion there. Um, and just getting the opportunity to like touch, hold these cards that you see online. It was amazing. There's a tr- just uh, Sierra, California card collector, man. He's been on the show a couple of times, but it's so much fun meeting Sierra in person. Um, just a positive dude going out, trying to make some deals, trying to look all around, find stuff that uh, meets his needs and just so much passion there. And he, uh, run, he was running around with uh, other, another Russell Wilson collector, Mikey sports cards, Mikey dot sports cards. Mikey had a hell of a, a day. He PSA 10 gemmed a 2016 Kobe gold that he had just bought at the show. So it was a good day for him. Um, he was running on a high and probably allowed me to buy a card from him at a good brother discount uh, price. So he just randomly walking around the show, just ripped out a Michael Pittman Jr. Gold Prism Auto graded by SGC, first SGC slab. Um, and he just said, hey, man, you want it for this price? And I was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. So we made a quick deal. Um, so I think I maybe uh, maybe was a uh, beneficiary of Mikey's uh, high spirits, which was, was awesome. And then uh, Mikey was rooming with Drake, Drake's PC. Shout out Drake, one of the great Manning collectors, wrestling collectors, guy I communicate with regularly, um, every day almost about just something. And it was just so much fun to meet him, um, talk cards, um, and just so much, so many positive vibes. And then there's, you know, meeting Max and Shay. Obviously, I'd met Shay before from the Hobby Update team. Um, but just it, it, those guys are just amazing. So it was so much fun talking cards, meeting with them. And then obviously there was Chris and Josh and freaking Yamwax and just Lefko I mentioned. And just the list goes on and on and on and just spending so much time with people that I communicate with on a regular basis in the hobby. It was just incredible. And without question, that was the um, the highlight of the show is just connecting, meeting with all the people. And I got to shout out my man, Athletic Attitude Cards. This guy, he's a loyal listener, a loyal fan of the Instagram page. When I was walking out of the show, he stopped me and he said, dude, can I get a picture with you? And I said, absolutely, man. We were getting ready to take a picture. And he said, I've been waiting to do this forever. 
I'm doing the Undertaker pose. And the dude rolled the eyes in the back of his head and just just struck the Undertaker pose. And just, I'll never forget that, that moment. So shout out Athletic Attitude Cards. That was one, that was certainly my favorite picture of the whole damn uh, show. And thank you so much for bringing me so much joy. There was a ancillary event that I was invited to that I definitely want to talk about and definitely want to thank. Um, I was invited with a bunch of other just incredible people in the hobby to the golden dinner at the Capitol Grill on the Thursday night of the National. And it was just incredible. There was just so much diversity into the room. There was collectors, there was content creators, there was business owners, there was investors. And it was just to the nines, so well done and just um, just an amazing uh, opportunity to just have a very nice dinner, hear from the golden team, hear from Ken to talk about his feelings, motivations, and what's going on um, in the industry and just sit back and kick it with a bunch of people. Like I leaned over to my brother, I think maybe heading into the event. And I was just like, I think like King Golden is like the Vince McMahon of the hobby to me. Like he's just, it's just, there's so many parallels as being a wrestling fan and knowing Vince and his work ethic and how he grinds and just like, to me, like that's what King Golden is for our hobby. And so he talked about, you know, upcoming show that, you know, he's referenced before, um, but called the golden touch. And it's going to be, you know, we're all going to sit there and we're all going to watch it. And it's going to be a show that's going to attract interest and new participants in the hobby. And so like listening to that was super exciting. He talked about the growth that Golden has seen and what's going on. Um, just amazing. My table was freaking awesome. Um, I taught, I sitting by uh, Bo from One Million Cubs, and this guy's on a quest to collect One Million Cubs cards. I sat next to Buster. Buster's the man. Um, he's got just such an amazing online presence, just massive following, and just such a real, authentic dude just sitting across, just talking about cards, talking about his presidential um, auto collection. To the left of me was Damien, who is the largest messy collection in the world. Um, Damien was helping facilitate the Ronaldinho appearance at the um, National. So Damien is a guy, I mean, I scratched the surface at understanding his process and his messy collection. He is someone certainly that's going to be on this show. I got to get him on this show to talk about why he loves Messi so much and how insane his collection is. The food was amazing. I left with so much confidence and honor to be a part of it. So um, I was happy I got a chance, two seconds with Ken to say thanks, but just wanted to say thanks again to the entire Golden team. Uh, first class event, just so much fun. That is a, a moment and a memory at the show that I will soon not forget. We got to round it out because I got to talk a little bit about my pickups, right? It wouldn't be a show without me talking about some pickups. So I'll try to breeze through these, but I'll say this. The theme of my pickups were one, enhance an already, enhance an already growing Peyton Manning collection, check. Start dipping my toes into a Tom Brady collection. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I did it. And it's just being a part of the hobby, appreciation, spending so much time understanding the Brady market to understand the Manning market and how things move. And I know that just jumping into Tom Brady cards is, is it's a, it's a can't 
can't miss scenario. So that's another thing. And of course, maybe a little wrestling, got a little wrestling. So some cards I was able to get, I picked up a 1999 molten metal, perfect fit Peyton Manning out of 25 PSA 10 pop one. This card just outstanding. You got the nineties inserts going on. I'm not a big die cut fan, but to me, I looked at this card and knew the significance and importance of molten metal and basketball. And to me, when I saw that card, I'd never seen it before. I had to grab it. Pop one, PSA 10. That's just a card that I think will, I'm going to hold for, I don't even, forever maybe, (laughs) but like that's a card that I just had to get. Another one was an assist from my brother. I was, well, I think I was talking with Kevin, the captain, and my brother said, you got to see this card. So I went and the reflection on the card just like blinded me. And I said, I had to get this. I had to have this card. The 2011 Crystal Atomic Refractor out of 139, BGS 10, Pop 1. Listen to these Pop 1s, everyone. Um, Peyton Manning. Um, and this, this, Crystal Atomic Refractor. I had already purchased a 2011 purple of that from Kevin, but I had to get this one. And the significance about these cards is I really needed a bookend to my Manning collection. I talk about collecting Manning. I don't know if I'm ever going to get into the Vol stuff or the Bronco stuff, but that's not what I'm collecting now. My collection is all all around his Colts playing days, so I needed a bookend to my Colts collection in the 2011 year. Not so great. It was the neck year. The last year Peyton was franchised and with the Colts, and I needed something bright, and this Atomic Refractor is a bright card in to show some significance to Peyton Manning's playing career while he was in Indianapolis. Another card I picked up was 20, 2002 Topps Chrome Black Peyton, PSA 9, that's a card I picked up from uh, Indy Card Exchange. Want to talk some Brady's? I picked up the 2019 Prism Orange Brady PSA 10 and 2017 Light Blue Brady BGS 9.5 from Kevin. I also picked up a tw- 2008 Brady Finest Moments X Fractor where he sets the Pats record for most career P- TDs PSA 10 Pop 2. Getting in the Brady game, getting a little cray getting wild. I also picked up a couple wrestling cards, both females. I picked up the Charlotte's first NXT auto BGS 9.5 from Undisputed, first in the line NXT to pair with my Becky Lynch. And I also picked up a Bailey fully loaded Matt Relic from the 2015 TakeOver Brooklyn match with Sasha Banks from the canvas, her autos on it. And it signifies potentially the greatest female match in wrestling history. That was a cool time. I got a chance to sit there with a wrestling card collector. I bought that card, dug through some boxes, had a ton of fun. I can't tell you how excited I was about the cards that I got and just an amazing experience at the show. Primary takeaways. Everyone is, is exactly who I expected them to be. It felt like an industry bursting at the seams. Face-to-face deals are a great way to build relationships. People want to sell to people who want to keep those cards. That's a nugget. I feel like I was able to get cards at a maybe a little bit of a discount since if the dealer understood that I wasn't trying to flip that. And 
also connecting with family through cards is unstoppable. I want to shout out my brother at McGrath Cards, who was on the show last week. We had just such an amazing time. Uh, two brothers hanging out, talking sports cards, buying cards, uh, sharing a hotel room. That was just an amazing experience. So shout out to you, Kyle. Also want to shout out Hobby Hustle this week. I got Tony Vela, Zan Morning, WrestlingTradingCards.com, Wrestling With Cards, Worlds Collide Podcast. A lot of plugs there. We're talking wrestling cards on Friday. Let's close out with this. The passion in this community is undeniable. So much common ground, so many competing mindsets. Conflict happens. Learn from others. The diversity makes Super Bowl-type events in our hobby possible. And that was the theme there that I want to close out with, that there's so much diversity so many different opinions, so many different interests, and all of those were on display at the National. And if there wasn't, if everyone did the same thing, it wouldn't be so big and it wouldn't be so vast. So always take a step back when you see something online that you don't agree with or is not of your interest, it's okay. It's Other people are interested in it. And because other people are interested in it, we are able to have shows as big as the National and content and people coming out of it on the other side. With so much passion and so much energy. Thank you so much. If you have any questions about the show, I'm happy to answer. Hope you enjoyed this one. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. I'll be back Friday. Hobby Hustle. Talking Wrestling Cards. Peace.